Community Matters Saturdays, WBCK, after the 8 o'clock news, and whenever you want at BattleCreekPodcast.com. Brought to you by Lakeview Ford Lincoln. Richard Pyatt here. You know, a couple of weeks ago at the end of the program, if you were with us then, I made reference to a release, uh, uh, an alert that came from the Office of the Prosecuting Attorney in Calhoun County about sexting and sextortion. And the prosecutor in Calhoun County is here to elaborate on that for us now. David Gilbert, welcome. Thank you for having me. So I have a story to tell you. Uh, About 20 years ago, I was doing a, a radio show in Kalamazoo, and we had an attorney who often came on to to provide clarity on on various legal items. He called me and he said, "Richard, I have to come on your show and talk about sexting and young people trading nude pictures of themselves because this has a tremendous a significance in the eyes of the law and Uh, Here we are 20 years later, David, and we're having this conversation again, and I imagine that this is probably even more significant now. You would agree with that? Oh, I certainly do agree with that. You think about it, uh, the technology 20 years ago, I mean, has doubled, tripled, quadrupled since that time. Right. Yes. So this is an alert that you distributed from your office that really was focused on parents and students. Is that right? That's correct. You know, students, they're the primary victim, but parents are the ones that have have some, well, they're supervisors. They're, they're the ones watching over the kids. And it's important that parents know what's going on, too, because what's, what's happening can be very scary, can be very embarrassing to their kids, and they may not want to come forward. So this gives them the opportunity to talk about it ahead of time, just to make sure if it is happening, they find out. If it's not happening, make sure it doesn't. And for those of of, uh, of you who are listening who don't know what sexting and sextortion is, let's be clear, David, what are we really talking about? Sure, that's the sharing and receiving of uh, sexually explicit messages, usually pictures or photographs, sometimes videos of, of people. They, and uh, be, be clear, it happens with grownups too. Uh, it happens with people in their 30s, 40s, 50s. It happens with teenagers. Have, the youngest victim so far of sexting, sextortion, has been nine years old. So it it covers all ages. Um, You know, when you're older, it's poor judgment. But uh, when you're younger, you're expected to have poor judgment. You're not expected to have it when you're older. But uh, we we see it and we've seen it locally. What are the ramifications of this? Well, for the child, you're looking at embarrassment. You're you're looking at academic problems. Uh, We've had suicides because of this. Uh, You're talking about isolation. You're talking about, I mean, boy. Well, the mental destruction of a person by by posting these kind of things out in the public, sharing them with other people, uh, with grownups, you know, you're looking at possible uh, uh, revenge porn, uh, people putting stuff out on Facebook on you. For the people doing it, uh, you know, juveniles juveniles typically aren't going to get charged with 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 child sexually abusive activity uh, materials, CSAM. But um, they can be if they're the predator. And what we're looking at when we're dealing with these things is are who are the predators? And um, basically, you know, it's not just your neighbor anymore. Most of the people that are doing this, the victim knows. But you've got people from out of the country doing this. They're going after our kids. They're breaking into their 
computers, their cell phones. They're getting into their their pictures and things like that. And they're getting them from other people. They're pretending to be their friends. So the ramifications for them is criminal prosecution. It's up to a 20-year felony in the state of Michigan to uh, to to possess or distribute uh, uh, child sexual activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also federal ramifications. If the, if the last case I'm aware of was uh, the, the defendants are in Nigeria and they were uh, sextorting a kid in Marquette. And the U.S. Attorney's Office got involved. They they actually brought him from Nigeria to be prosecuted here in Michigan. So wow. and and there's federal charges, sexual extortion. So let's talk about how that happens. How does a young person in Marquette become vulnerable to some predator from Nigeria to the extent that they have a hold over them that uh, provokes them to pay money or worse? The young man was 17 years old. He was in Marquette. He was a football player. is on the homecoming court. And um, he met a girl online. And uh, she asked for a picture of his anatomy. He sent it. Then he received a message back saying, uh, you're either going to pay us money or we're going to give these pictures. We're going to post them on your, to your family and friends. And we're going to basically destroy your life in school. That boy, that, that kid actually ended up killing himself because of it because of the embarrassment he couldn't tell his family. And those are the guys from Nigeria. Wow. Just think about that. So it's, it's blackmail, it's extortion, hence the, uh, the uh, commingled term sextortion. They yeah. actually convince a person that they will distribute these photographs that they thought they were giving in confidence. And, and this person isn't even who they thought they were talking to. That's correct. And sometimes the other person, you know, sometimes they know them. And sometimes the person is asking for it. Then, like an adult, it's basically revenge porn or something like that. They're, they're spreading it around to their friends. Uh, that's, this, that's the sexting part that causes so much problems. Many times it starts out innocent. You're taking pictures, you're saving them on your phone, but your phone could be hacked. Mm-hmm. They're using Snapchat or some other program that they think is impregnable. Well, you know what? If a hacker can break into a bank and get your credit card information <laughs> or the United States government or military, what do you, how, how safe do you really think your cell phone and the Snapchat app really is? They say, well, we can delete it. Well, you can say you can delete it, but that's not true. Well, and, and really what seems to be at play here as well, aside from the technology, is the, uh, I'm inclined to call it psychological warfare, and it's probably not right, but you get my point, the manipulation that takes oh, yeah. place psychologically. Yeah. You're totally correct. You're totally correct. So the, sometimes they'll come across as a friend. Hey, listen, uh, send me a picture. I'd really like to get to know you. I'll send you mine. And sometimes they'll send you a picture as a picture of somebody else. But just because you see a face on, on YouTube or Facebook doesn't mean it's their face. Right. I mean, they can be whoever they want. You're, you are anonymous on the Internet unless it's your face that they're using. And we're seeing other things on the Internet, too. It's 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 really... I mean, the ways of taking advantage of people is only limited by the imagination of the criminal. Yeah. The anonymity of the Internet has created a whole um, breeding ground for this kind of activity, I presume. So now that we've scared the heck out of parents listening, what can we tell them productively, David, about how to avoid this situation? Well, first of all, the idea, yeah, yeah, I realize it's it's easy to be kind of scared. The idea is to bring home the importance and the seriousness of it. 
in the grand scheme of things, you know, we uh, statistics are well, there are three kinds of lives. There are lives, there are darn lives, and there's statistics. And we don't know, um, you know, all we know is what is what's reported. So when they're coming out with presented percentages and stuff like that, that's just what's being presented. And about 75 to 80 percent of the kids in our community have never done this. They've never been involved in it. Very, you know, about 34 people have received. 34% of, of the population have actually received a sex message and maybe less than 20 have probably sent them, less than 20% have actually sent them out, 15, 14, 15%. And those statistics vary uh, depending on who you ask, but there's a very, very low proportion of people that are sending them out. Hmm. The, the important thing to, to remember is the, the youth will look at the, the sex messages as being harmless. Most kids look at it as being harmless. The problem comes when it gets spread around. You send a you send a picture to a friend, and you think your friend is going to keep it to themselves, and then they turn to their friends. They're immature, for the most part, many times, or sometimes they're just mean, and they'll spread it around. And you know, now your picture's all over school. But the more serious thing is this extortion angle, where people are actually demanding money. They are threatening you. Um, and you don't know what to do as a kid. That's why it's important parents are aware of this so, that, so they can talk to their kids. You know, the biggest fear is getting caught, but once they're found out, it's it's almost a relief that they have somebody they can talk to. I'll bet. Are uh, educational institutions, school districts, administrators, they're aware of this? Do they watch for this kind of thing? Do you advise them? What happens? You know, if they make us aware of it, we talk about it. I know they're aware that it's going on. Uh, I, in fact, I actually spoke to one of the schools a while back last year about the issue because it had come up. And uh, it's come up before. This has been going on. I, we've been aware of it in Calhoun County for a number of years. We've actually, this is that was the second time in maybe five years that we spoke to a school about this. So it's, 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 not, new, it's not new. It's been going on. But uh, we're looking at the other stuff. This extortion part is really moving out. It's moving up and, and it's becoming prevalent. And, uh, you know, like I said, I've seen cases in this county in the last year of somebody uh, superimposing a picture of a girl on a picture of a naked body. And that's going around school. You've seen other pictures where someone is sending a picture to a friend and that person is spreading it around to their friends. And, you know, it's it's socially, emotionally devastating to kids when this happens. But the extortion part is, you know, you've got some stranger or somebody, you know, who's actually extorting money out of you. And bottom line is, if you're being extorted, you have friends that probably are, too. Wow. So a, a person, a young person who may hear this, it's happening to them or they're concerned it will. What would you advise them to do? Talk to your parents. If you don't, if you don't believe you can talk to your parents about it, find a trusted individual, somebody, a trusted adult that you can talk to, whether it be a police officer, somebody at school, somebody at church, somebody that can help you deal with this. And if you don't believe there's anybody that you can trust, there's a uh, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, and their phone number is one eight hundred the lost T H E L O S T. Uh, you can call them and think about, you know, the thing that is stuff you put on the Internet is there forever. But the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children actually has ways of getting some of that stuff off the Internet. 
Hmm. So you're not alone and it's not over. Boy, when you think about that organization, you think about stories about missing children. But as you just said, it's in their name, exploited children. That's what this is. In in some ways, it can actually be classified as as human trafficking. Everybody thinks in order for drug trafficking, human trafficking, things have to move. You don't have to move to be trafficked. Your your pictures are being moved. That's what's being trafficked. So it, it can actually fall under, in some circumstances, it can fall under human trafficking. You know, that original interview I talked about 20 years ago was motivated by that attorney saying to me, you know what, this is a felony to possess this material. You, you take a picture of yourself, you send it to somebody, uh, they're now in possession of that. That can be a felony. And that was his motivation at that time. As you say, the technology has changed a lot, but, uh, we haven't really talked about that aspect of this yet this is uh very serious under the law right but what's important to stress we're not going to charge a juvenile uh unless they're unless they're a predator okay juvenile you know we don't understand text these laws are meant to protect the children it's not to prosecute the kids it's we're, we're out after the predators now if you that the child just happens to be a predator well they can't be prosecuted too but the idea is to get rid of that stuff. Delete it from your phones. If you sent out messages to friends, call your friends, ask them, tell them to delete them. If you've got messages from other people, delete them. Whatever you have on your phone, somebody can get. How do you prosecute this? When you're talking about Nigeria, for example, I presume that uh, this is a significant undertaking to investigate. I mean, if somebody came to you with a case like this in Calhoun County, uh, how do you even know where the the offender may be? Well, I won't give up all the tricks of the trade, but we've got people that are trained in computers and locating computers, that kind of thing. Okay. We can find them. Um, it takes some time. They found the guys in Nigeria. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of like, uh, you'd be surprised. This is worldwide. This is not just happening in Michigan. There's one guy in Florida, Lucas Chancellor. He got 105 years in prison for this. Wow. Um, he, he went by, he went by like 60 different names. One of them was Captain Obvious. And, um, he had over 350 victims, over 26 states in Canada and the UK. So, you know, you're talking not just in the United States, you're talking other countries too. We've got people preying on our kids in, in, in the United States, all over the United States. I can't think of any country that probably is not affected. We know about Nigeria, we know about the Ivory Coast. We know about Africa, but we also know about, you know, any country that has a computer can do this. Yeah. The vastness of the internet. I presume that uh, these are countries that have extradition agreements in the unit with the United States so that these prosecutions can happen. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of inter inter cooperation. Everyone, you think of Nigeria, you don't think about a sophisticated country necessarily, but it is a very sophisticated country and they have a, you know, they have sophisticated intelligence services there. And, you know, this isn't just the United States going and getting something. This is it. This is international cooperation. You thank Mark Todd. He's our, the Western District of uh, Michigan attorney, U.S. attorney. And uh, thanks to him, we got this. They got that stuff done in Marquette. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, as you mentioned, parents should have this conversation with their young adult children. I say young adult, you, you know, certainly minors, but uh Maybe if they're older than 18, that's uh, still a good conversation to have 
the dynamic changes a little bit uh, at that point in terms of, of the viewpoint. But uh, I, I presume that you've encountered folks who say, well, I don't know if I can have that conversation. But I think what you're saying is it's got to be done. Yeah, well, most parents, you know, they think their kids would never do that. But it's good to have the conversation, even if they deny it. It lets them know that you know that there could be an issue. And if they're having an issue, first of all, if they're being extorted at that point, they'll probably tell you. Um, if they're not, then they, they've been made aware. It's like saying, listen, there's a gun in the house. Guns are dangerous. Don't use them. Okay, so you let the kid know that they're there. And let's face it, anybody with a telephone, anybody with a cell phone should have the warning. They should know about this because this can happen to anybody. So in your alert, uh, you mentioned a couple of other statistics. FBI Homeland Security in 2022 reported that of the 30,000 cases of online sextortion reported in this country, over 7,000 of the complaints investigated involved online sextortion of children right over 3000 victims that led to more than 12 suicides in the United States including the one in Marquette that that prosecutor Gilbert has referred to have you yeah. investigated and prosecuted cases in Calhoun County that fall under this designation sextortion we've investigated a few we have not prosecuted any yet the problem here is you you need a victim who's willing to come forward and, you know, this is embarrassing stuff. I can think of at least one case where an adult was being, this was happening to an adult. Um, we have prosecuted cases concerning adults, not, there's no crime of sextortion in Michigan. Okay. Mm -hmm. We prosecuted them under other things. Uh, we, we, we do a number of, of CSAM cases every year and child sexually abusive material cases. They're getting pictures from all over the world. As far as people extorting people, we have not had anybody prosecuted for extortion, uh, but we have had prosecuted people for actually spreading the pictures. So there's no sextortion law in Michigan, but there are other uh, other avenues. There are other ways. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So using a computer to commit a crime, extortion, uh, possession of CSAM, conspiracy to deliver child sexually abusive material. There's a lot of different laws we can prosecute under in the federal laws. And you're using a computer, okay? The cell phone under the law is a computer, okay? You're using a computer. And if you're crossing state lines with whatever you're doing with that computer, the, the FBI, the, the feds are involved. They can be involved. And like I said, I mean, they went to Nigeria and brought people back. So the, the federal government is serious about this too. And it's becoming a serious issue when you've got that many kids committing suicide that we're aware of. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we will continue to uh, share the information that you shared, the written information, as part of the show notes for this episode at battlecreekpodcast.com. That includes uh, some of the resources that uh, Prosecutor Gilbert has mentioned, uh, the uh, National Center for Missing and Exploited Children uh, telephone number, and uh, some of the clearly articulated uh, thoughts about uh, how to avoid this kind of a situation as well. A couple of other resources that the prosecutor's office provided uh, in written form that again, will be part of this, uh, this particular episode at battlecreekpodcast.com. Calhoun County prosecutor, David Gilbert will stay in touch on this issue because I presume that if in 20 years, I'm still hearing about it, it's, it's not going away. If you want more information, just go to YouTube. And just 
I'll call it Google, but uh, Google has <laughs> extortion. Uh, there's a young lady by the name of Ashley Reynolds that actually has a YouTube segment where she talks about how she was extorted. Oh my! And uh, it's very, it's very eye-opening. And brave of her to to very just brave. come out with that. Yeah. All right. So it uh, looks like we ought to uh, connect that in the show notes as well, so you can click through and see that as well. Prosecuting Attorney David Gilbert, Calhoun County. Thank you. Thank you.